0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Let's lift our hands one more time together. The enemy has been defeated. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence tonight, O Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just prepare your heart right now for just a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody, give him the highest praise right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah saints of the most high God, lift your hands and your voice, hallelujah, hallelujah, yeah. hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, amen, I, I feel him in this room tonight, I really do, amen, First Samuel chapter 17, I'm not going to read yet, but I'm going to give you a head start. On where I'm gonna be reading, that way you can be ready. And uh, when you first came to God, you didn't know where First Samuel was. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. John and First John, and let's not even talk about Galatians and Ephesians and Amos and. Let's not talk about those those prophets in that Old Testament. I still can't find them, I don't think. I don't know. That was supposed to be funny. You're like, really? That's concerning. You're preaching. <laughs> oh, my. Well, I'm glad you're here. Pastor tonight is in Indianapolis. See if you can believe me. He's in Indianapolis preaching. Uh, Brother Carson's first revival as pastor at Calvary Tabernacle in Indianapolis, and uh, which is amazing and uh, it's awesome. Pat, formerly Pastor Paul Mooney's church, and and Pastor Bounds is there, and Shane Burns is also there, and they are all preaching together. I just picture, <laughs> I just picture trying to drink out of a fire hydrant. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, so much is coming at you at once. They don't know what was was about to happen. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's like a pigeon sitting on one of those power lines. He just don't know the power that's around him. He ain't got a clue. And uh, so, pray for pray for them. And. Uh, I think they need it. I wonder sometimes if he needs prayer. He does need prayer. Amen. I mean, he does need prayer. It just seems like he's ever stable and never changing. I love our pastor and our pastor's wife and their family. Don't you? Don't you love and appreciate them? Amen. 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 Samuel chapter 17 and 36. And I'm still not reading yet, but I'm making sure you're there. And uh, I I come to you tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I come to you tonight with the anointing of God on my life. The same anointing that rests on Pastor Bounds, tonight it rests on me. I stand tonight as a submitted man to my pastor and to God. And because of my submission, the same anointing that is upon him is on me right now. I Don't don't say that in arrogance, but I say that because there has to be liberty in this building tonight. I know God is going to do something in this room tonight. I need you to help me. I need there to be an amen in the building tonight. Do you believe God can do something powerful? Amen. Sister Melick, Sister Whitney, Brother David, and your family, I see you all there. It's so good to see you back in the house of God. I know you're so glad to be here. And uh, aren't you glad to see the Wallace and Melix? Hey, Amen. We're glad you're here. Brother Noah, I want you to I want you to come here. Uh, surprise. Uh, I want you to just, I want you to read the scriptures for me tonight. We're going to be reading 1 Samuel 17. We're going to start with verse 36. And we're going to end at verse 40. Are you all ready? All right. So (laughs) just read.
1: Okay. My servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine.
0: Time out. I'm sorry. I didn't give you the background. This is David. All right. This is David that's getting ready to fight Goliath. He's standing before Saul. Saul's offered him armor. David is standing before the king of Israel and he says this. Now that now we can read. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Okay, so <laughs> Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Phil- Philistine shall be as one of them seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion out of the paw of the bear he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go and the Lord will be with thee. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put, on, put an helmet of brass upon his head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. And he took his staff in his hand, and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook, and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in a scrip. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew, drew near to the Philistine. Let's pray god i thank you for the service i thank you for the privilege it is to be in your house tonight i thank you for the man of god that stands behind me tonight ready to preach your word i thank you for the anointing that's on this man of god i believe oh lord something great's going to happen tonight in the name of jesus lord i pray for your spirit to move in a mighty way and i pray for your presence to be so present in this room that no man or woman could deny it in the name of jesus we pray amen
0: everybody said amen Amen, amen. I'm going to preach to you tonight on this. I've heard from God for this service. I'm going to preach tonight. You'll find it in the flow. You'll find it in the flow. If you're going to help me preach, clap your hands before you're seated. Amen. You'll find it in the flow. David is young, inexperienced. Never been to a battle, never fought in an army, but he has been alone with God, and he has killed a lion and a bear when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. David now, as an inquisitive teenager, most likely studies say, as, as a young man who was just supposed to be delivering food probably worked for DoorDash, delivering delivering food to his family. He sees Goliath standing there and taunting the army of Israel and David is wondering, who is this man? Who is this Philistine that speaks to the people of God this way? And David, after a period of time, finds himself standing before King Saul, the king of Israel. David says to him, for 40 days your men have not fought. Goliath has presented himself to fight and your people, your army has yet to fight. David said, let me fight. Let me fight this uncircumcised Philistine and I'm gonna win. So Saul through the story approves of David David's David's request of going before Goliath and but Saul says to him use this use my armor use what I have used to fight in the battle interestingly enough he he used it in battles but he wasn't willing to use it in that one and so he said use this David this is what's going to help you? And David in the scripture says, I, I cannot use these for I have not proved. Everybody say proved. I have not proved them. And so David rejects Saul's armor and And what does he do? He grabs what he has proved, grabs the staff in his hand, his shepherd's staff. He, he puts his shepherd's satchel over his, over his arm and The scripture says that he goes to the brook. He goes to a flow of water. And in that water, David finds five smooth stones. Scripture says that he took those smooth stones and he put them in his satchel and he runs toward Goliath and defeats the enemy. And the point that I want to bring to you tonight from the outset of this message tonight is this. What David needed to conquer the enemy in his life was found in the flow. It was found in the flow of the Spirit of God. Amen. What David drew out of the flow is what he could use to defeat the enemy in his life. And can I tell... Amen. This congregation on this Saturday night, every tool, everything that you need to defeat the enemy that is standing before you can be found in the flow of the Spirit of God. I know it's simple. I know it's simple tonight. But I want you to know that there is no giant too great. There is no no wall too high. There is no disease that has been on you and in your life too long. That the flow of the Spirit of God cannot reach down and minister and heal and conquer the enemy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She had that issue, Brother Paul. I really feel something for you tonight, Brother Paul. She had an issue of blood for 12 years. She had tried everything. She had tried physicians. She had tried all of these different things. But when she came in contact with God, Amen. Jesus. Amen. Who is the image of the one true living God. When she came in contact with Jesus and she touched the hem of his garment. When she got close to the flow, in other words, when she touched the hem of his garment, one touch and a sickness for 12 years had to let go. I said it had to let go. Who am I preaching to tonight? You have dealt with things for so long and struggled with things for so long, but I've come to tell you if you can have faith tonight, if you can can believe that God can and God will tonight, I've come to tell you that God is going to conquer what you need tonight. Oh, clap your hands to the Lord. You'll find it in the flow. What is the flow? The flow is the spirit of God. Amen. That's all it is. What are you talking about? The flow? I'm not. I'm not talking about just just some water. I'm talking about the spirit of God. Scripture says in John. Hang with me for a little bit. John chapter seven. And verse 38, John 7 and 38, Scripture says this, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said. See, it's not good enough to just believe on him. You got to believe on him like the Scripture says to believe on him. We've not come to we've not come to 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 we've not come to this building tonight to have our own opinions about what truth is. I've come to tell you there's only one truth. There's only one way to live. You've got to repent, you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. You've got to be filled with the Spirit. That is truth. And everything else is not truth. Let every man be true. Let let God be true. And every man a liar. The word of God is truth. Amen. You can hang your hat on the word of God. You've got to believe on him as the scripture hath said. And nowhere in scripture does it say it's good enough to just believe. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but I need to park here for a moment. If it is enough to just believe that he is God, then why does the scripture say that the devils also believe and they tremble? If it is good enough to just believe, then why does it say, amen, in the Bible that he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved? You will find all throughout Scripture, amen. If you will look at more than just a single verse, you will find all throughout Scripture that we must die out to our sins. We must be buried, amen, for those sins, and we must rise again in newness of life, just as Jesus, amen, amen, just as Jesus was crucified, just as Jesus was buried, and just as Jesus rose again on the third day. We die out through repentance, we are buried through baptism, and we are brought to newness of life through the Spirit of God. You will find in Scripture that we must do those things to be saved and so the scripture says he that believeth on me as the scripture has said watch out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water watch watch 39 now but this spake he of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. And so when you hear of the flow, what is the flow? The flow is just the spirit. Of God, it is when the spirit, amen, of the Lord enters into a room, amen, on a Saturday night in Zanesville, Ohio, and He steps in, and all of a sudden, you got goosebumps having babies, and you're like, I ain't never felt nothing like that before. What is that? I'll tell you what it is. You're stepping into the flow of the Spirit. For the scripture says, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of of them and the scripture also says where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty so I've come to tell you tonight in the flow of the Holy Ghost nothing is impossible for God nothing is too hard for God if you can have faith God can help you God can save you God can make you whole tonight Oh, somebody just shout right now, would you? Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Galatians 5, 25. If, I'm gonna give you a minute to get there. Galatians 5, 25. If we live... In the spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Oh my, y'all ready? if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Pastor Nehemiah, I can be hired at McDonald's and I can be an employee. Of McDonald's, Brother Noah, what do, you, well, what do you do? I work at McDonald's. I serve the best fries known to man, praise God. Questionable about the health, but they're good. I work at McDonald's. In order to, just because I have been hired at McDonald's doesn't mean that after my hiring, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, and still remain an employee. <laughs> leave, leave 525 up there. It's, it's going to help somebody right now. I'm not, if I don't show up to work to serve those glorious fries, if I don't show up to work, some of you are thinking, ooh, that's gross. Yeah, Whatever. Get off me. Thank you. If I don't show up to work, guess what? There's going to become a point if I miss work long enough, I'm no longer going to be an employee. (laughs) Somebody say amen. amen. I'm not going to be an employee anymore. And so when the Scripture says, if we live in the Spirit, in other words, if we have been born in the Spirit We also have to walk after the Spirit. It's not enough just to come to the altar and receive the Spirit of God and then live just like you've always lived. It's not enough just to come to church and speak in tongues and then say, oh, I'm going to go do my own thing. No, 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 no. The scripture says it's not enough just to be born of the Spirit. You've got to walk after the Spirit. You have to walk with God. Some of you are wondering why you're struggling. is because you have been born into the family of God, but you have not been doing your obligation of walking with God. And you feel distant and you feel disconnected and you feel, you don't feel like you can connect into the service anymore. Everybody else is leaping and dancing and shouting and you can't feel nothing. Why is that? Because you haven't got in the flow in a while. But I want you to know tonight, amen, that if you can make some effort, if you can push those thoughts aside and get in the flow of the Spirit, How do I do it? Start with this. He inhabits the praises of his people. Start there, start here. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Uh, Start there. Oh, I wish somebody would stand to your feet right now and just start praising God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I feel the flow of his spirit tonight. Uh, Who are you tonight? What do you need tonight? God is able. Clap your hands to the Lord. Be seated, be seated. That's why we need holiness. My, my, my. That's why a church needs to he, he didn't call the church just to live any other way. He said, be ye holy for I. I am holy. I'm gonna tell you right now, holiness protects the flow in this church. You're not gonna find a belief in me that's a shred different from our pastor. I believe in the old path wherein is the good way. I believe that we must be separate. I must I believe that we must come out from among them and be separate. Why? Because they can experience the world anywhere, they can experience that junk anywhere. But when but when we have a holy church, when we have a church. Church that has protected the flow of the Spirit. That's where people can be changed. That's where people can be delivered. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit. Oh, clap your hands to the Lord right now. I'm almost done. Be seated. John, Amen. John chapter four, verse seven. My my my, y'all feel what I feel in this room right now. John four, seven. Jesus goes through Samaria. Samaritans were looked down upon. Samaritans were looked to be less than. But how many know Jesus doesn't care about where you're from, doesn't care about the color of your skin, doesn't care about your background or where you come from? Jesus says, Come ye unto me, all ye that, oh my, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Jesus was our example. You're not going to find racism in this church, you're not going to find division in this church. You're not not gonna find different lower, middle, upper class in this church. No. You know what you're gonna find? You're gonna find the body of Christ. You're gonna find love here. You're gonna find the fruit of the Spirit here. He went to Samaria where nobody else would go. Verse seven, there came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me to drink. Sounds rude, doesn't it? Not, hi, hello, what's your name? My name's Jesus. You ever heard of me? None of that. Give me to drink. Verse 10. She said, she said how, how is it, uh, let's go back to, I'll tell you what, go to verse 9. She's, the, woman said, the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that thou, being a Jew, Ask drink of me Keep going uh, Which am a woman of Samaria for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans now verse 10 Jesus answered and said to her if thou knewest Oh my the gift of God Keep going and who it is that saith unto thee Give me to drink Thou wouldest have asked of him. And he would have given thee living water. (laughs) Living water. Scroll down to verse 13. This is where it gets good. Jesus, now, now listen. They are sitting on the brink of the well, Brother Corey. They're sitting on the brink of hundreds of gallons of water. They're sitting on the brink of this well. Jesus answered, said to her, Jump in the story with me. Whosoever drinketh of this water, Everybody say, this water. This water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst Keep going. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him. Somebody say in him. In him. A well of water springing up into everlasting life. He said, lady, I know you're thirsty. She came to get water. I know you're thirsty, but this water's only gonna satisfy you temporarily. Because you've had you've had five husbands, and the one you're with now and ain't your husband, and you got problems, lady. Turn to your neighbor and say, You got problems. <laughs> lady, you got problems. <laughs> Anybody in this room got problems? Oh, my. Some of y'all are like, nope. Squeaky clean. And for us normal folks, we got some problems. And Jesus said, lady, you can drink of this water. If you drink of this water, you're going to be thirsty here in a little bit. But the water... That I shall give you, shall be in you a well springing up. Somebody say a well. <laughs> oh my, a well springing up into everlasting life. What is a well? A well is a place where water always is. A well is a place that indicates there is water. You don't have to go searching. You don't have to look anywhere else. You're going, If you need water, sister Esther, guess where you're going to find it? You're going to find it right in that well. And Jesus said, my spirit is that way. It's going to be a well inside of you that springs up, amen, into everlasting life. I want somebody at the Anchor Church to know on a Saturday night, amen, what you need is the living. Water. What you need tonight is the Spirit of God. What you need tonight is a good touch, amen, of the Holy Ghost, amen, because that water, amen, that comes from Him will satisfy you today, will satisfy you tomorrow, will satisfy you five years from now, will satisfy you for the rest of your life. Stand all over the building, music come. You'll find what you're looking for in the flow of a spirit. My, my. In Acts chapter two, the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all in one place in one accord. Bible says and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them. They all, somebody say all. They all were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. In that room was in that room was people that Didn't have it all together Peter was in that room And he denied God As a matter of fact I'll do you one better Jesus Pointed Peter in the face And called him Satan Get thee behind me Satan He said to Peter And Peter wasn't perfect There wasn't perfect people in that room Mary the mother of Jesus Was in that room by the way Because she needed the Holy Ghost. My imperfect people seeking and praying for the Spirit to be poured on them. And all people that came from all walks of life, all of a sudden it fell they all began to speak with tongues what you need tonight is the spirit of God I've been struggling I've been dealing with a lot of things you know there was a man in scripture that had leprosy and was about to die He goes to the man of God, Elisha. Elisha says, go down to the Jordan River and dip seven times. And if you'll dip seven times, you'll be healed. Naaman was angry. He said, I cannot believe you would ask me to do that. But you know, there are more cleaner rivers, there are better rivers over here, over there. And his servant, Naaman's servant, looked at him like he was crazy. He said, If he would have asked you to do a great thing, would you have done it? If he would have asked you to go and fight an entire army with the sword. You would have done that. But the problem, Naaman, is your pride. Your pride won't let you humble yourself and do something just as simple as going down to the Jordan River and dipping in the water seven times. Pride, Naaman. Pride will keep you from what God has for you. You hear me tonight. Pride has kept many a people in Zanesville, Ohio from receiving what God has for their life. Many. Naaman finally obeys, dips in the water. What Naaman did not know, Brother Kenny, was that just two chapters prior, to Naaman going down to the Jordan River. Two chapters prior to that, brother Noah, Elisha stands at the brink of that same river and commands the waters to be parted. And the Spirit of God falls on those waters and those waters separate hither and thither and Elisha walks across on dry ground. What Naaman did not realize is, is that Elisha was trying to take Naaman to a place that he knew God was. He was trying to take Naaman to the same spot, amen, that he saw God do a miraculous thing in his life. And I've come to tell you tonight, it's as simple as coming to an altar, lifting your hands and surrender, saying, God, I give you myself. But you gotta get rid of God. You gotta get rid of an ego that says, I don't want to do all that. Look at all these people here. Forget all of that. If I was if I was dying in a car wreck, I wouldn't be, I, I would scream at the top of my lungs. And there's somebody in this room that is dying spiritually. If you if God would come tonight, or if God forbid you would take your last breath, you would not make it to heaven. Don't let your pride stop you from just coming to an altar Bible says confess your sins And if you'll confess your sins he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins I know you stood for a second but I, I, I've got to say what I feel some people are never healed sister Cami. they're never healed because they never confess it confessing sins requires you I don't believe you can just pray like this I don't find anywhere in the Bible where you can where you can close your mouth and think prayers Well I disagree with that. Well show me scripture. Because I'll show you scripture. For the Bible says for the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It requires breath, it requires your mouth to be open. And so the Bible says, confess your sins. Why confess your sins? Because whatever my whatever is stagnant is always dying. Or is always producing death. You find a pond. Or a body of water that's stagnant, you'll find, you'll find a bunch of rotten stuff in there. You'll find mosquitoes, you'll find algae, you'll find a bunch of gunk in there. But show me water that's flowing and I'll show you life. I'll show you fish, I'll show you, I'll show you life there. And people never get healed, Sister Cami, because they never let it flow out of them. Who am I talking to tonight? You've never been healed because you have never confessed. Lord, I struggle with this. Don't confess it to me. A priest or, I'm sorry, a preacher is not going to be able to forgive you of your sins and heal the sin that you have been dealing with. But if you can confess that sin to God you have now, you have now allowed, allowed that to flow out of your life and to hit the ears of the master and because you allowed it to flow out of you there is an opportunity for healing but as long as you leave it dormant inside of you and never confess it it will always be there it will always eat at you it will always affect every relationship you ever walk into because you have never confessed it I'm talking to tonight in the Holy Ghost you need to open your mouth and confess to God this is what happened to me I've never told anybody but here it is God And it was dark. I don't want to talk about it because it hurts too much to bring up. I bury it and I bury it and I bury it. It affects my family, it affects my mind, it affects you every day. Some of you are living in the result of an unconfessed sin or weight. some of it's not sins some of it's the sins of others that has been done to you of an unconfessed sin of an unconfessed thing that has held you captive I'm going to tell you tonight there is a flow of the Holy Ghost in this room that can heal every dark every every void place in your life you hear me God wants to heal it tonight I want everybody to come out of your seats everybody at the table, I want you to come out of your seats. I want you to come to this altar. We're going to be socially distant. But we're not going to stop having church because of we're, 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 going, we're going to do what we feel to do tonight. If you can't get all the way up front, that's okay. Just get in the aisle. preaching to different kinds of people in this room tonight. Some of you have never experienced the spirit of God. God wants to fill you with his spirit. He said, in the last days, I'm gonna pour my spirit upon all flesh. It's for everybody in this building tonight. And if you want it, it's for you. Amen, I'm preaching to you tonight, but I'm also preaching to people who the flow has been stagnant in your life. There's been some stagnant places in your life that need the flow of His Spirit again. You've got to confess to Him. You've got to confess to Him. Amen. You've got to, you've got to step down into the flow. David, reached down into the flow and conquer the enemy. You're going to conquer that giant tonight. You're going to conquer that depression tonight. You're going to conquer that fear tonight. You're going to conquer that self-worth tonight. But you got to open up your mouth and confess it to God. Lift your hands all over the room and close your eyes. I want you to talk to the Lord right now. If it's not you, I want you praying for somebody else, praying for somebody in this room. Come on, open up your mouth. They're going to begin to sing and they're going to begin to play right now. I want you to open up your mouth and I want you to go after the flow of His Spirit. There is a flow of the Holy Ghost tonight. You just got to tap into it. You just got to step into it. You just got to step into it.